Welcome to the Two Wealth Show, a show that shares how you can create real wealth for you and your family. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Bogard, and my co-host is Elizabeth Sickles, aka Super E. I am a real estate note investor specializing in performing residential real estate debt. I find the deals, acquire them for my own portfolio, as well as educate investors while walking them through the process of owning a real estate note. My co-host, Super E, a real estate investor, specializing in short-term rentals and the management of them. She connects investors with short-term tenants and manages everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Bright Path Notes and Elizabeth Mayora. You can find out more information by visiting our websites at brightpathnotes.com and elizabethmayora.com. everybody. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Two Wealth Show. I am Elizabeth Sickles with Elizabeth Mayora. Everybody, this is Justin Bogard with Bright Path Notes, Elizabeth's co-host on the Two Wealth Show. So hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Elizabeth, this episode is brought to you by Integrated Health Solutions. We are passionate about your health and wellness, and we know you want to enjoy a vibrant, pain-free, active lifestyle, but when you are in pain, this seems almost impossible. In order to be pain-free, move fluidly, and enjoy an optimal level of functionality, you need a personalized yet integrated research-based and clinically proven approach, and that's what we do. To learn more, visit them at ihsindy.com or cryotherapyindy.com. Go see Dr. Charbel. That's our friend, right? Yes, he is. And they have amazing services, whether you want cryotherapy, acupuncture, hot sauna, um, the float, the salt float. Salt Magnesium bath. float, right? Thank you. Yes, it is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, Elizabeth, what are we getting into today? We're going to talk about some name changes and just some new type okay. of marketing strategies, uh, as well as pivoting your business for needs and things that change in the marketplace. Fantastic. So where shall we begin? How about if we talk about some new terminology that people are going to be hearing a little bit more? Okay. So okay. that is the term housing providers. Okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because up until a few years ago, nobody really knew what a real estate investor was. And now pretty much everybody knows what real estate investing is. And with the current um, climate that's going on here throughout the whole U.S., what kind of something that's been underlying and now is really to the forefront is that we're going to be changing our and modifying our terminology from real estate investors to housing providers. Okay. And the reason for that is because we want to make sure that the media and that the public know that we're here for good. We're not money hungry people that are just that are slumlords and slumming right. and every type of other real estate inv investing. Um, so we want to make sure that our audience is aware that you're going to be hearing that more and more. Um, and so just know that that's what it means. It's just another way to term us, to coin us as real estate investors that's more friendly um, to what's going on. Absolutely. I kind of like that term, housing provider. And it encompasses everybody, right? Whether if you're a note guy, if you're doing hard money lending, if you're in commercial real estate, if you're a flipper, you're no matter what, at the end of the day, you're some type of a housing provider. 
That's right. Yeah. So in, in the note world today, we're strongly focused on seller financing. So some people say affordable housing. We say affordable home ownership. So we, we tweak the words because that's what we are. We're, we're housing, housing providers, but we're providing an affordable home ownership for the borrower because that's, that's the key individual there that needs the support because our standard banking institution right now is making it pretty difficult to get loans out there. So this is, this is a way that we can make um, money, right, because we're in the business to make money but we get to help out that individual that otherwise couldn't get those opportunities from their, from their bank. Which is huge. Absolutely. <laughs> I see it every day, Elizabeth, every day I see an opportunity for somebody and it's just trying to put the deal together, trying to, to find the capital to, to acquire the property and to make it affordable for them. So that's, that's been at the forefront of our business this past year is focusing on seller financing. That's excellent. Um, are you seeing that, Justin, as a trend moving forward as well? Absolutely. It's, it's only getting more and more uh, needed, if you will. And so, like I said, every day, every week, I'm seeing opportunities of people that either can't get the bank financing or they just need the help. And then when the real estate investor or the housing provider now uh, can come into play, they help make that transaction happen. And they're able to become the bank or the lender on it. So we're seeing more and more creative solutions on wholesalers and fix and flippers being able to buy properties on terms. And they can choose to resell it in the traditional methods of the MLS or, you know, listing it on the, the sites that we all know of. Or, Elizabeth, <clears throat> they provide the note and mortgage for the borrower. They become the bank for the borrower. So those borrowers that kind of fall out of the buying pool because they're having the struggles with their either their financing or having the struggles with getting a bank to lend them money, mm -hmm. seller financing becomes very prominent because guess what? At the end of the day, Elizabeth, you can sell that note. And there is a market, which primarily I'm in, uh, that people buy and sell notes uh, every day. So now that real estate investors are understanding that there's another way to exit out of their out of their property, their acquisition, uh, they're not afraid to do some note strategies now where they're buying on terms and reselling on terms and then selling the note. They don't have to worry about holding the note for 20 or 30 years. They know they can get out of it at some point. And you specialize in that as well. Yes. Yeah. So you That's not only things that we do. So you have notes that you sell number mm -hmm. one, right? And so now you're, is this, so is this like a division for Bright Path Notes doing exclusively the seller financing or how would you categorize that? Well, that's a good question because it can be looked at as a division, but we don't consider it a division. We, we consider ourselves having kind of three products or three services. So we buy loans, we sell loans, and then we help people create loans. And sometimes those get intermixed. So in the process of us uh, maybe acquiring a property, we may turn that into a note ourselves, or we may help an investor see and con consult them on how to get that property, or if they have the property, how to resell it on terms. And then once it's on terms, they know they can write a land contract or a note and mortgage. And then we also know that we can make it very marketable for them to sell that in what we call the secondary market. So you can just consider a division, but that's the three things that we do, the buy, sell, and create loans. 
Okay. And I think especially, so one of the things here in Indiana, I mean, I'm a farm girl. So, um, we, my family, um, you know, they bought and sold a lot of farming ground on land contract. Yep. Um, but now you're doing some of the, I'm sorry, what was the terminology you used again for that? Oh, you can make it a note. Yeah. Note, note and mortgage kind of go hand in hand and a land contract is basically a note and mortgage into one document. But the difference is the person that is the bank is also on the deed for a land contract, right? So land yes. contracts that your family had or created, um, either they would be on the deed or, the, or the, the person providing the seller financing would be on the deed. You have equitable title being the borrower, but you are not truly on the deed until you pay the last installment. For the land contract. Correct. Yeah, so there is a big difference, and it's nice that Justin's team, that Bright Path notes that they can work with you however you're doing that. And the other thing that's really cool is the fact that, so if you're worried about, well, how am I going to make sure I get my payment, is that you do, um, what do you call that, the service servicing? The loan, loan servicing, yeah. So we have a third-party professional that basically works with a borrower just like a bank does the bank usually has in-house loan servicing <clears throat> and sometimes they have a separate company that does the servicing of the loan for them so they do borrower outreach they work with the borrower they provide um, accounting really because every time a borrower makes a payment they may make it on the first the second the third the fourth the fifteenth the sixteenth the twenty-fourth whatever day it is the principal balance changes because there is so much interest being uh, accrued on the account on a, on a daily or a, a monthly basis. And so sometimes those numbers are off slightly and doesn't follow the amortization schedule. The servicer's job is also to have that brain damage and trying to figure those numbers out. So we just let them handle it. And that's, that's what we use as the loan servicer. So it makes it another a degree of separation that you have away from the asset and it becomes truly passive. Now a non-performing loan will be different, Elizabeth, and we would approach that differently, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> okay. But just, you know, one of the things too, that's nice for having that third party servicer is that if you, so especially when I first got into real estate and I had my own traditional rentals when I started, so I would let my, my tenants pay late. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. But with this, so if you're kind of like that, listen, I learned all that the hard way. Um, but with the service take provider, care. you, they take care of all of that. <clears throat> Yep, it's they go by the letter of the law, which is that note and mortgage or that land contract that the borrower and the lender signed. And that is what's written in stone, if you will, that says you have 10 days to make your payment and beyond that you get charged a late penalty, right? And that's how they keep things in order. If a landlord is so kind as yourself and they what? let things slip, just like having children, Elizabeth, if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. So they can say, oh, Elizabeth didn't charge me a late fee last month, so I'll pay on the 16th now. Oh, I'll just pay on the 20th the next month. That'll buy me an extra week. So and This is also where if you have a spouse that you're doing this work together or a business partner or a partner, you don't have to have any fights about this. So yeah. <laughs> this just takes a lot of Yes, it takes a lot of that out. You know, it's funny too, because especially as you scale your business. So one of the things, I mean, we're at, so we have 21 properties right now. So 18 short-term rentals and then three traditional rentals um, that we do as hosting and property management. Um, and so just having those processes and now I've started a cleaning business and it's so important um, that I just, I see that more and more. What's 
what's efficient because you don't have to think about it. If a person is supposed to pay on the 10th of the month, there's no, oh, well, he's not going to pay until the 20th. No, right. the 10th. And these are, these are the ramifications. Exactly. Um, you know, even though certainly with the times going on, you know, there are, there are exceptions yes. um, for sure. But when you have those processes and it makes it so much easier as your team gets bigger um, and as you hire people or if you bring on more business partners, it's just, it makes things so much more efficient and you can focus on other things like how to add profit to your business. Exactly. And thanks for bringing that up about how the pandemic is affecting uh, collecting rents or collecting mortgage payments right now. Cause you're exactly right. The, the person that is borrowing the money and is, is paying the investor or paying the landlord or paying the, the bank, they do need to follow the rules of the letter of the law, which is the contract they sign. There are always instances where you need to be, you need to forgive and you need to forget. And around this time, the borrowers need just to make it very clear as to what's their hardship. And as long as they, they pass that test, because we know all people want to want to push the hardship part when they don't really have a hardship, um, then it's, it's easily forgiven or we can easily move payments to the back of the loan. That, that is very, very easy to do. And we're definitely willing to do that. We just want to make sure the borrower is uh, being honest about it or the tenant is being honest about their situation. So it's just a trust, but verify thing, but absolutely. Mm -hmm. We, we as real estate investors, we're, we're not trying to be slumlords or, or, you know, the, the bank that will not forgive. Um, that's why we're in this business. And that's why it works so well with those individuals that need our help because we can change uh, our model on a monthly basis if we need to, to help them out as long as it's, it's deserving help. And sometimes it is, and we have no problem bending for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really, <laughs> really key. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even, you know, it kind of like you might be thinking, Oh, well, but she just said you have to have all these processes and right. that's true. Um, but there's also that he um, that that's really needed. Sorry, Elizabeth. Our, for those of you listening and, and watching the video, um, internet sometimes cuts out in the last 10 seconds, Elizabeth, we didn't pick up. Can you, can you rewind quickly and, and finish your sentence? Sure. So you might be thinking, Hey, she just said that you have to have these processes and it makes everything easier, which is very true. But there's also a human, a very human element to what we do. So that's why the flexibility to touch on Justin, Justin's point a little bit more um, and being able to work with your residents or with your borrowers, no matter what you have, um, also goes a really long way. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you want that collateral or that property to be protected. And there's no better way than just working with somebody um, that's, that deserves it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and two, if you do have to, you know, if you end up having to um, go to court for whatever reasons, at least you can show that, hey, judge, yes, I did try to, you know, I gave them an extra five days to pay or <laughs> I did this or I did that. So, you know, that's where that, that flexibility comes in. Absolutely. Awesome. So Elizabeth, the other, other key takeaways at the beginning of our show that you mentioned were the pivots to our business. I think we kind of touched a little bit on them right now, but uh, mm -hmm. let's focus on the Airbnb or the, or the short-term rental business that you're primarily in. And thank you for mentioning that you have a cleaning company now because let's before we get into that, let's touch base on your new acquisition. 
Yes, I am. I'm super excited. I can assure you, I never thought that I would be excited about cleaning, nor did I ever want to have my own cleaning company, uh, but I love it. So I hired actually, um, his name is Dirk Johnson. He is the guru in short-term um, cleaning. So he is a consultant. I hired him at the very beginning and it's so cool. So we use all commercial grade um, products. We have a process that we follow whenever we go into every property. Um, we actually, so now I've just implemented that like all of the queen sets of bedding, all of them go into a purple um, bag. So cleaning knows, hey, these are, these are queens for whatever units they're cleaning that day. Um, it's, it's really cool. So not only are we doing short-term rentals, but we're also expanding into residential cleans as well because that's the study. You know, so we know the third Wednesday of every month or you know, the, the first and third Wednesday, we're cleaning Melissa's house. And uh, so it's, it was very needed, um, especially with everything going on. Um, and now I can assure that we have the quality and that they're clean to EM, so Elizabeth Mayora standards, every time. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's kind of funny because when I told my mom that I had hired Dirk as a consultant, mm -hmm. and I, I mean, my mom's awesome. And she says, I thought cleaning was cleaning. I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and it's, it's funny too, Justin, because this really, whenever you make pivots to your business and if you're adding a new division or, um, or anything, you can really see whenever. So right now I'm doing the cleanings as well. So I'm, I'm training everybody. So we do a combination of in-person training as well as online training. So you actually take some of Dirk's classes as okay. well. Um, but when you're actually doing the work yourself, you see where, oh, just doing one thing different can save us 10 to 15 seconds of time. And you might not think, oh, it's 10 to 15 seconds. But right. when you have six cleans a day and you have six hours to get those done um, with your cleaning teams, you become really efficient at noticing things and just making yeah. small adjustments. Well, I bet. So, yeah, so I, I really love it. And I can tell you, um, so I made the decision on August 12th that we're starting our own cleaning company. And I had talked about it earlier, but I just, I didn't want to mess with it. I didn't have, you know, I don't have time to start one more business. Um, but obviously, <laughs> see how like, like, I love it. I love to know that our properties are sparkling clean. They've been disinfected and sanitized. Um, there's a difference in those. So, um, so, you know, it's just a way to really provide a service that's needed in the marketplace, um, especially for everything going on. Absolutely. And we're very excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm hiring. Uh, so I actually, I have about four positions open um, right now and they're paid very well. Um, I'm implementing a bonus and incentive structure as well. So um, cleaning is not cleaning at Elizabeth Mayora. So it's exciting. Elizabeth, how can, how can somebody reach out to you to get um, possibly hired on your cleaning? Okay, sure. So we have application. We also do background checks. Um, you can um, email our, um, our group email, which is welcome at elizabethmayora.com. Awesome. There you have it, folks. So Elizabeth, we're um, towards the end of our show here, but let's, let's finish on these pivots and let's talk about where do you see the short-term rental business going um, a year from now? I think it's going to be even bigger a year from now than it is right now. Um, 
Yes, that, that's the short answer. There's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, and we're picking up properties, Justin. Last month, we picked up three more um, short-term rental properties, which was not what I thought was going to happen. Um, but you see a lot of people that are getting out of the business for various reasons. So it just, I think it's with anything. I'm just like, you know, you're exceptional in notes. You know, you're, I think, you know, you're going to see an increase in business as well. So, so with that, what are you seeing in, in the note business? Are you seeing people fall out? Come on. What's I'm, I'm seeing people being misinformed and not understanding what's going on today and what the future looks like. I mean, at the end of the day, Elizabeth, real estate is so resilient to economic times and financial times and a pandemic. It's so resilient. It's always bouncing back and it's going to get you to where you need to be, which is why nine out of 10 people that make their money uh, and having millions of dollars make their money in real estate. And that's, that's a true story. So business has picked up exponentially since uh, March. That's definitely for sure. Every month we continue to see more and more investors just wanting to get into something because quite frankly, they're just tired of the stock market. They're tired of seeing the ups and downs. They're tired of, of, uh, you know, paying fees and, and not understanding what their money is doing when they want to pull it out. And so they want to be more conservative and they want to have a more predictable approach. And that's what note investing really is. It's, it's a very predictable approach to, to getting passive income. So we're seeing a lot of people buying loans. We're seeing a lot of people using seller financing as a, a tool in their tool belt to either acquire real estate or exit out of their real estate as well. And so the, the big things I see, if I, if I have a crystal ball looking forward to next year, it's probably having seller financing um, tools in your tool belt and, and creating loans is going to be more popular and it's going to be done the right way because a lot of us are getting out there to trying to teach wholesalers and fix and flippers like here are the things that you want to do to your seller financing to make it very marketable to give number one yourself security and protection and number two to make it really good for that borrower that end that end person paying you the money that's great congratulations thanks absolutely Elizabeth, I'll let you in on some closing thoughts here. We're coming to the end of our time on episode 16. So Elizabeth, what, what do you have for today? So today I have the fact that there's always an opportunity. There's always a way to be more efficient. So think about that. Even if it saves you literally 15 seconds, um, that's, time that you can be doing something else that's even more productive. So I would encourage you to think of just one efficiency hack that you can do. And we'd love for you to comment on any of our social media channels, whether it's LinkedIn, if it's Instagram, if it's Facebook, we'd love to hear what your efficiency hack is. That's wonderful. I remember you put a challenge to me in our last season about, you know, shutting off your phone and, and trying to get that, that work done in a certain amount of time without having any distractions. And it does help. And so when you mentioned about if it saves you 15 seconds, you should probably do it. It reminds me of uh, one of our uh, guests before, uh, Mark Dolfini, the landlord coach, where he's the, the time wealthy investor, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Take time management to the next level. That's fantastic. Uh, my closing thoughts are to basically keep moving forward with real estate, figure out ways how you can get involved in real estate and just do a little bit at a time. Try to find a property Either, you know, if you choose to fix and flip it or wholesale it or rent it out or turn into a note opportunity, just try it out. Um, 
as long as you buy it at the right price and then you need to find somebody to help you with that if you're not sure what the right price is, um, you're going to more than likely be successful. There, there aren't too many horror stories when someone does their homework and they do things the right way and they have help and guidance and uh, mentorship or someone to partner with or someone to talk to about, hey, I have this deal. This is what it looks like and where it goes. So I would say don't be afraid to reach out for help and have somebody look over your deal for you because the last thing you want to do is either overpay for something or if you overpay for something, there are creative ways to help you reduce your ending costs uh, when you try to get out of that real estate deal. I know it's a little advanced terminology there at the end, but uh, when, you, when you have a local person that can help you out, they, they can definitely make sure that you make a successful transaction. Elizabeth, we're out of time for today. Thank you again for being on the call. I know you're, you're hustling out there. And uh, that's why you're, you're mobile and on, in your vehicle right now trying to do this filming for us. So I appreciate that. And uh, this is episode 16. And I'm Justin Bogart from Bright Path Notes. And I'm Elizabeth with Elizabeth Mayora. All right, guys, don't forget to check out our YouTube channels, Elizabeth Mayora on YouTube and Bright Path Notes on YouTube to check the video cast of this episode 16. All right, see you guys. Two Wealth Show is produced by Justin Bogart and Super E, sponsored by Bright Path Notes and Elizabeth Mayora. Thanks for listening and watching for our show. 